Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Boger. Jerome Botang. Jerome Kersey. Jerome Big Snacks James. Jerome McGinla for the one or two, probably zero hockey fans that we got. Jerome Junkyard Dog Williams. Jerome Pathon. And finally, the most appropriate one, send it in Jerome Lane. What do all these guys have in common besides their first name and being slash having been professional athletes? This is what they have in common. None of them are the greatest Jerome in sports. So if you ask yourself, who does that title belong to? And to that, I say you're asking the wrong question. Because the answer isn't a who, it's a what. And it's the goddamn Jerome. Special show calls for a special intro, and this show is dedicated to the Jerome. Just like last year, we welcome great friend of the program, Brendan O'Rourke, aka Boar, aka Ozone, aka Brady Stonebolt. And the list of nicknames for this kid goes on, but today the best nickname for him is Keeper of the Jerome Boar. Welcome back. You've been making the media rounds in college basketball circuit recently. Uh, you got Titus and Tate next, or what? Yep, Joe Rogan. Uh... Ira Glass, uh, all, all of all of the uh, the main hits here. I'm making my rounds on our fourth 
annual Jerome, uh, spreading the word to the people and happy to be back, fellas. So I want to ask a few questions that'll sound like some questions you'd ask at the end of a job interview uh, when you want to sound engaged and prepared. So first and foremost, can you give us a brief history of the Jerome Bohr? Yes. So to my knowledge, uh, sports writers kind of covering these uh, lower to mid-major conferences um, had all this useless knowledge and wanted to score conference tournaments similarly to that of a, a March Madness bracket. So it's essentially a way to um, pick the winners of all 32 conference tournaments from now until Selection Sundays um, and score it accordingly, add up the points, and whoever gets the most correct picks you know, wins, wins, wins the Jerome. And so what is the Jerome for? Like scoring-wise – uh, can you give us a little bit about a little insight in that? You had mentioned keeping the yep. points. Yep. How does that work? So, yeah, I mean, obviously it wouldn't work out picking all of the games like a March Madness bracket. So you essentially pick the winner. Tell me, is the keeper, the winner of the 32 conference tournaments. The, if your pick gets to the finals, two points. If, if your pick wins that final game and, and, and wins their conference tournaments, that's three points, totaling to five. Um, and you're rewarded for risk you take here. So uh, if you pick a three-seat or worse, that's an additional two points. In our case, a five-seat or worse gives you an additional two points, a real long shot. So if you're picking the winner of this, uh, of this tournament, you get five points, seven, nine points. Um, you total all of that up at the end of the day, and by Selection Sunday, whoever has the most points wins. You're a regular John Nash over here. Beautiful mind. I love it. <laughs> Do my best. So yeah, we this came from, like I said, college college hoops writers twenty years ago. They do one that's up to like a thousand people. It's through Twitter. You can go to I think it's at Keeper of the Drum. Um, we're just doing kind of an offshoot with our friends, and it's kind of network to, you know, me on an Excel sh- spreadsheet scoring forty different people's picks and, and color coding them and updating all you guys. And so, okay, so those are some of your the roles and responsibilities then as keeper of the Jerome, right? That's actually the, the best last question you can – actually, the best last question you can ask in an interview is what does success look like? Very <laughs> abstract, but it means that you're focused on success. But roles and responsibility as keeper of the Jerome. I mean, it's it's anything and everything. No no job is too too low for the keeper. Um, I'm scoring everybody's picks, obviously, uh, but, you know, as we – talked about there's all of these little weird one-off situations we'll get into it you know Merrimack is the number one team in their conference but they're not even eligible for their conference tournaments so just you know making sure everybody's up to speed on seedings and tournaments and where these things are played and um, you know all of the details that go into 32 you know random tournaments all over the country. Well, we appreciate the hard work, and I know, Shark, you got a little bit of a PSA as well. For any theater goer that's listening right now, uh, you know, we we absolutely want to see if you want to come join. Isn't that right, Shark? This guy, this guy, Soup, just keeps unmuting me, so I'm a little lagged here, so I apologize for that. But, yes, we do. We are sponsoring and partnering without putting in any funds to Bohr at all. But we are joining up with Bohr and sponsoring a Jerome Invitational for all you theater listeners out there from the fields of Missouri to the trailer parks of New Jersey to 
the hyenas and Providence. If you want in and you listen to our show and you engage with us on Twitter and you want to see if you can take us down in the picks, then come join us. The tweet's going to be going out. By the time you wake up tomorrow, the tweet's going to be out. So take a look at that tweet, engage with that tweet, and join us in the Jerome this year. Sponsored by Boar. And any of you guys, don't worry about overworking Boar because if your bracket's coming in, I'm going to hand grade that thing for you just so I know which one of you is. All you guys are a bunch of idiots. Kid's got an engine. Don't, don't, no such thing as over, overworking the keeper. Isn't that right? Absolutely. I mean, we're at 40 now. We started with like eight of us guys. It doesn't sound like much, but, but, uh, it's just been awesome and also hilarious just how much this has spread, even in the, the three years that we've, that we've been doing it. So the more the merrier until, uh, you know, my girlfriend leaves me from, from, from doing all these Excel sheets. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what growth looks like. Actually, that's what success looks like. We just answered our own question. People helping people. I love it. So we all know Jerome wasn't built in a day, but by the time this does air, you're only going to have a few hours to get your picks in for the first set of tournaments, which are, let's start it off, the America East, Atlantic Sun, Big South, Colonial, Horizon, Missouri Valley, Mountain West, Northeast, Ohio Valley, Patriot League, the SOCON, Summit League, Sun Belt, and last but not least, most likely the most anticlimactic, the West Coast Conference. So we'll start with the America East, and I'm going to kick us off here with uh, Sharks' parents' alma maters, as a matter of fact. There's a little spider web for you. Uh, the Stony Brook Seawolves, they split against Vermont this year, so I'm going value pick. No point in going with the one seed Catamounts. I'm very confident in Stony Brook. Uh, and and I'm I'm looking to pick up some points here. So give me the wolves of the sea, Taylor. Who who you got in the America East? Well, I think the point of going with the one seed Catamounts is that they're going to win the tournament behind uh, reigning um, American East Player of the Year, Anthony Lamb. Lamb talk seventeen and seven. Lamb is going to lead them to another American East Conference tournament title. Yeah. So here's the deal. Everyone every year wants to find a way to say this is not going to be the Vermont team that upset Syracuse back in 03 behind that Sorrentine from the parking lot, Taylor Coppenrath. But this is the year. Vermont is going to win a game in the first round of the tournament, and they're going to scare the living crap out of whoever you pick to go to the Sweet 16 on the weekend. This is the year they have Anthony Lamb. They have this guy, Steph Smith, who sounds like the hottest girl in your high school, but in reality, he's just a gunner from three-point range. This is the team, boys. Pick Vermont, ride them. And here's the deal. They're going to have an extra incentive to win this year because, if, frankly, if they don't win the tournament, I don't think they're going to be dancing. I don't think they're going to be invited to the party. So there's an extra layer of pressure right there. And Vermont has had these expectations all year, and they're not going to choke. Pick Vermont. Steph Smith sounds like a quintessential cookie cutter, like middle America, high school, boring type of check, to be honest with you. Number one. But number two, that, that comparison – is equally as boring every single time Vermont's any good. Everyone just wants to compare them to, to Brennan and Mopajila and, and Coppenrath and Sorrentine. Am I wrong? I, I disagree vehemently on the Steph Smith characterization. She sounds like the type of girl that's riding in the back of the convertible through the center of town and everybody's waving and screaming and trying to, trying to get close to her. That's Steph Smith. What an analogy. I, I, I also am taking Vermont. Uh, set it and forget it. Thank God the Albany Danes are a terrible basketball team this year because I, I, I couldn't quit them. 
to quote, I think, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it, Vermont's the team. They they have the guys that even people that are just you know casual fans of college hoops are starting to get a little familiar with, and it's going to be a return to glory for them at the Viernes Montañas. Well, that's how, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, how, how your boy here has gotten to third place in the Jerome. It's by zigging when everyone else is zagging. So we got one Seawolf amongst a, amongst three catamounts. We'll move on to the Atlantic Sun. I'm going Liberty. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Got to get the jingle in. Bora got the jingle in last year. Uh, Caleb Holmesley and Scotty James. Those are the guys that are going to carry these flames. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Oh, I brought that was an that was a authentic reaction, but nice rhyme, nice rhyme. Uh, James is a bruiser. He was there last year. He's your quintessential high school player who just doesn't fit on a basketball court, but he he bangs, he gets rebounds, he's effective down low. I'll take liberty in the A Sun. Well, I probably made my selection on about the first game of the year when the North Florida Ospreys played the Florida Gators uh, didn't beat them, but came close, kind of held them tough. And if you look at North Florida's schedule, they've played as tough of a schedule in the non-conference as any team in the country. I mean, I'm talking about like this could be a path to the final four type of schedule. They've played Florida, Iowa, Creighton, Florida state, Syracuse, and Dayton. And despite all that, they're 33rd in the country in points and 31st in the country in assists. So I'm going with North Florida. I'm also on North Florida. Great pick by your, by you there, Taylor. Very, very impressive. I like the analysis. I like the guy on North Florida, Garrett Sams, do-it-all guy. Um, they, these guys, for all the reasons that you referenced already, they've played a tough out-of-conference schedule. They didn't win any of those games, but I like that they went out there and tested themselves. The Ospreys, North Florida, that's the pick. Yep, I'm going. I'm going Liberty with Sub on this one. Uh, they, they've been. Uh, I mean, they haven't played anyone, but they've beaten a lot of those teams that they that they had that, that aren't very good. Twenty-seven and four in the year. Um, it's the same unit of guys that went into the tournament and beat Mississippi State in 2019. Uh, <clears throat> and I don't really have any any reason to, any reason to say, say they're not going to do it again. Um, and, I got. Yep. I got one more here because I was hoping one of you guys would bring it up, and it really should have fallen on me. Who do you think has attempted the most three pointers in college basketball this year? It's a rhetorical team question. Wise or team wise, team or? wise, North Florida, nine hundred and seventy-one attempts from three. That's more than a hundred more than the team in second. These guys are gunners. Steph Smith should be playing with them. He should be on that team. North Florida will reign. Well, and who's, the there, kind of to, who's there to grab the rebounds? None other than Alfred Camino's little brother, as well. That is a huge key. NBA pedigree, averaging more than two blocks a game and almost 60% from the field. We cannot forget Al Camino's little brother playing for North Florida. See, you're using the wrong terminology there, though. He's, it's NBA royalty. It's a prince. The Farouks are princes, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, that that scares me. The the nugget about shooting all those three-pointers, I can't wait till they have a Rockets 0 of 27 type game. Uh, that the Rockets pulled off against the Warriors like two years ago. That That's what's going to happen to the Osprey. Uh, all right, let's move on. Big South. I had mentioned uh, a little bit of a web with the 
you know, tying my first pick to the Sharks' parents' pick, uh, Alma Mater. Here's another web for you. It's Gardner Web. They are going to uh, go ahead and win the Big South. I'm going strictly off of their name. Earlier this year, I decided to undertake tweeting out feet. So theater in blank. So I got to become familiar with a lot of the different places that some of these teams play. And Gardner-Webb is in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Boiling Springs is a basketball town, all right? And Gardner-Webb has performed better than UNC this year. I'm ready to admit that. Uh, So they beat Radford in one of the games that they played against each other. And then in the second game, only lost to them by three. Their other competition for this title, it's going to be Winthrop. Now, they've lost twice to Winthrop. One of them, though, was in triple overtime, so that's competing. And the other game, they only lost by four. This is also a great value pick. You know, one of these conferences, uh, there's the top two teams aren't going to come out. Give me Gardner-Webb in the Big South. I'm going with my Hampton Pirates. Way deep down the standings here. Going to get the most points possible out of this. Behind my man, Jermaine Moreau, averaging 24-7. and Just a stud guard. They split with Winthrop this year. They split with Gardner-Webb this year. And they lost to Radford by only three and four points. For a team that's that only finished eight and ten in conference, they have a guy who scores 24 points a game and pretty much split with the top teams of the conference. So I'm going with Hampton. A deep upset pick here. Real quick before we move on to the shark, Taylor, would you be upset if I if I said that was a pander pick? I think you're just trying to secure your brother card there by taking an HBCU. Uh, as you know, Sub, I'm I'm kind of a chameleon. I'm just a man of the people is really all I am. And when I see a good, potentially hot basketball team, nothing really else matters to me. I don't I don't see any reason why I wouldn't pick Hampton, actually. Soup to quote Stan and Thursky, I'll join you. I'm on G-Webb as well. I love Gardner-Webb. I recall being in uh, Arlington, Virginia last year, first weekend of the tournament to Virginia Bar. It's this bar called Bracket Room. Great theme for a bar. Just like a March Madness bracket, the place was popping. All UVA fans and Gardner-Webb went and shut their mouths in the first half. It was perfect. I love the mental toughness on this team, not just because of how they played against UVA in a game where UVA was clearly motivated after they're losing to the one seed the year before. But they went into this season, their first five games, G-Webb lost. They went 0-5. Now they're 15-15 and right now. But for them to have the mental toughness to bounce back after going 0-5, losses at North Carolina, Wichita State, South Carolina, to get themselves in a position where they can compete again, I love it. I'm back on G-Webb, tournament tested, ready to roll. I, I mean, and I can't believe that we're I'm the fourth guy to pick here and no one has taken Winthrop or Radford, the two teams that have 20 wins in this conference. I don't think Ken Palm has a very good reputation on this podcast, but he puts out every year uh, just a percentage odds to win the, the tournament in, in each of these sort of regional bra- uh, brackets. And combined, Radford and Winthrop make up 90% of his odds to win the tournament. But here we are. I don't, I don't know. I've never won the thing, so maybe maybe I'll need it. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, Radford is is my pick. It's the, sort of the best-looking defensive, uh, most experienced team. And there is a redemption narrative here that I love. I'm a big narratives guy. Gardner-Webb waltzed into this conference tournament finals and stole their championship last year. Um, Gardner-Webb also, going back to the Atlantic Sun, which uh, is a 9 
team, nine team conference, eight team quarterfinal. Do you know who the ninth team is? So one team doesn't make it. Kennesaw State. They had one win the entire year. Al they Skinner. Were one in 28. That one win was against Gardner Webb. And that's who you guys are picking. Fair enough. But I'm going to go with Radford uh, and the Highlanders. That's troubling news, actually. I didn't know that. But Boiling Springs is going to be hot. All right. That's, I'm going strictly off of the name. Uh, I like that, though. The first. The first conference – oh, never mind, actually. I was going to say the first conference where we all diversified our bonds and were different, but Shark, glad to have you on board. Let's go Colonial, and I'm going to take the College of Charleston. Now, this is not a tournament where they play on the campus, but uh, the Grant Riller factor is huge for me. He's an NBA player. Grant Riller, College of Charleston, write the name down. That guy's going to be playing in the NBA. And this actually might be the toughest slash most fun conference to pick because there's six teams within five games of each other. I mean, there's a lot of feet to be had here in the Colonial, but I'm going to go with the guy who's going to be playing in the NBA. Plus, friend of the program who we had on, Logan Norse, had mentioned that uh, College of Charleston was actually an incredibly difficult place to play, which means that, you know, down south, they're a basketball school. Uh, they get dudes, Grant Riller, give me C-O-F-C. Well, I'm going to defer from you and actually go chalk on this one, go with the top seed in the tournament, Hofstra. Hofstra beat UCLA earlier this year, but that's when UCLA was like fucking garbage in like the third game of the year. But what Hofstra brings to the table is they have five players that all that average more than 11 points a game. Even more than that, they have four starters that average 77% or better from the free throw line, including their two best players who shoot 85 and 84%. Their second best player, Eli Pemberton, just had a 35-point game the other night. They have scorers on this team, so that's why I'm going with Hofstra. How you doing, guys? This is Big Time Tommy. I'm coming live from Long Island. I'm also picking Hofstra. The boys from Long Island can light it up this year. 78 points per game. DeJour Blue. Are you kidding? Take it easy. Round it out. I'll go. I'm actually going with uh, – <laughs> laughing at Big Time Tommy. Um, I'm going with a little bit of an upset here because, like you said, Soup, there's five teams in this in this conference that are all pretty good teams, pretty close to each other. Uh, I'm going with the Delaware Blue Hens at 11 and seven in conference with 20 wins. That's a five seed that I'm looking, Hey, I got a legitimate shot at a nine pointer there. And they're led by a guy named darling. Is there a better name for a shooter from a team like Delaware, like darling to be rooting for uh, come tournament time? I, I, I'm not necessarily sure, but the big time, Tommy Reffy, that was troubling as well. Past two picks have kind of, it's kind of like being at, at a restaurant and you get order envy, which I, I do get. You know, someone orders the the filet while well, you got the chicken parm or vice versa, and you're like, oh, that actually looks pretty fucking good. But with the last two picks with the big time Tommy, especially just now, Hofstra looks decent. But I'm sticking with my boys in Charleston, if, any, if not for anything, uh, for Southern Charm Effect. We got guys like Thomas Ravenel. We got guys like Shep, Craig Conover. These are the type of guys, blue-collar guys, light blue, like like North Carolina blue with vineyard vines, uh, that type of blue. I think they're all good picks. Riller, Riller, Riller 
beat up my Friars earlier in the year. Do you really want like Thomas Ravenel? First off, maybe not Ravenel. Him. Yeah, and blue collar is nothing to do with Thomas Ravenel of all people. Technically, the collars are blue. That's why I specified they're light blue. They're not lunch pail blue, but they're vineyard vine blue. Sure. Blue okay. Cool, okay. Right? Uh, all right. Let's go Horizon next. And I think we actually might be all on the same page here. So I'll kick it off. Wright State. Taylor, I'm going to give you majority of the time on this one because you've been on the Wright State bandwagon, I think, since like December, maybe even earlier than that. But it's time for the city of Dayton and their basketball programs to shine. And there was a time where they had a case for making the tournament, Wright State, that is, even without this conference title. I think they still need to win the conference title to get in. Uh, but there was a time where... You know, if you take a step back, they could have made it as an at large. I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty easy one to pick. Give me right state. Yep, lewd in love, as we've talked about a number of times on this show. But it's not just him. They have five players on this team that shoot over forty percent from three. Uh, love is averaging sixteen and ten in only twenty six and a half minutes a game, which is actually pretty low to to pull those numbers in. Um, I just, you know, they've run through this conference for the most part. Uh, they have a 90% free throw shooter in one of their starting guards and Cole Gentry. So you got, you got the big man down low, but you also got some shooters around him and you got a guy that can knock down free throws in a close game. So give me Wright State, a team that I've been on, like you said, for a while and someone that not to foreshadow too far in advance, someone I'm probably almost guaranteed in picking, uh, in the first round of the tournament until they inevitably get matched up against someone like fucking Arizona. And then I just hurl myself off my deck for, uh, for rooting for Wright state for the whole year, but I'm going with Wright state. Yeah. Taylor, I'll, I'll be losing sleep over your dilemma about who you're going to pick in your bracket. Thank you for sharing thank that you. with us. You know, thank um, you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm also picking Wright state. I didn't prepare any comments cause I knew that you would, you would get there and take care of it. So good pick. I'm on it. Yep. I'm the same. Uh, Wright State, I think the only other team that has a shot is Northern Kentucky, the Norse, who we've gotten to know pretty well from following the horizon. But, yeah, I mean, th- that's a team I'm, I'm following Taylor. I mean, I think they could make a run in the in the actual term. Just a bunch of shooters and a huge – does he still have cornrows, love? He did last game, yeah, and they looked great. Book so. it. They're, Book they're it. tough, too. They played Tennessee in the first round last year, and they're a bunch of bullies in the paint. Really bounced around Grant Williams for a while, and it took some Grant magic to finally win it at the end. There is and some of, there's a little bit of a uh, Georgetown mascot scenario going on. They're, they're the Raiders, correct? Yeah, I was yeah, listening. I was listening to like a, a Husky. Yeah, I was listening to PCP the other day, and I was going to bring that up to you. Or what, what's going on there? Do we have any I, insight on that? I have no idea. I can get back to you. Uh, that was the one thing that just optically I didn't like. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense uh, unless I guess you're letting the dogs like kind of a like canine type of situation, like police canine. They're running in first to, to raid. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, I should know that considering I've been talking about them for months now. So that's I, well, I'll, I'll take that as as an L for me. I should know this. Yeah. That, so that's your homework. That's your takeaway after this. Also, I'm on it. That, that stretch there would make Nostia Lucan blush incredible stretch uh so okay we're all we're all on the same page there right state wait you, you want some other gymnasts uh, uh, sean I, johnson uh shit yeah. gabby douglas should, that 
Shameful. You, sh- you should have uh, pulled the Costanza. Always leave when you're on top. You know, you, you had it right there after that first one. You got the laugh, and then you kept pushing. <laughs> I'm taking it with me then. All right, Missouri Valley. I'm going to go with Northern Iowa. Ben Jacobson. I think he's done a great job this year, uh, and he's got tournament success and uh, experience in the past. It's time for him to get back to the tournament. I think that, I feel like they've ha- been on a hiatus. I'm not sure the last time they made the tournament. I'm also going to pick Northern Iowa, but specifically Ben Jacobson as well because he looks like Doug from The Hangover. Do a quick Google search side-by-side maybe of Justin Bartha and uh, Ben Jacobson, and I think you'll see some similarities. Hashtag, I'll be you, Doug. <laughs> So just ending it on that. All right, great. Uh, I'm going with Northern Iowa as well. Uh, the last time they made the tournament was 2016. And um, really not much more to add other than A.J. Green, who just got franchise tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals, is also a pretty good college basketball player. So I'm going to go with uh, A.J. Green and the Northern Iowa Panthers. Also on Northern Iowa, I would say that when we're talking about Ben Jacobson, Jacobson I'm seeing a little bit more Phil Dunphy than Doug and Jacobson. So just a little sip of Dumphy. But anyways, I, I think this is the team to beat. They're, they're phenomenal this year. If you guys remember in Arch Madness last year, they played in the championship game. They had a lousy record. They're playing Bradley. Had the game pretty much won in the first half, and then Bradley came storming back. Uh, but you could tell that A.J. Green is a phenomenal player. I, I think w- w- in watching him last year, he looked like he could play at the next level. Um, he, he really has a full skill set. I was very, very close to picking Indiana State because they're also gunners as well. They light it up from three, um, but I didn't like. So they Indiana State beat Northern Iowa a few weeks ago. But that was because Indiana State jumped out to a big lead in the first half and then Northern Iowa was coming back. There's nothing more demoralizing than being on your home court and knowing that the team that's come into your house if they played for a little five minutes longer, you're going to lose that game. And that's exactly what happened in this one. It's kind of like with Providence, what would have happened with Providence when they were playing Seton Hall at the dunk a few weeks ago. But, you know, we can't we can't live in the past. I'm not, I'm the, I'm not even going to comment on that part. But uh, I am a little surprised that nobody took the sister jeans. Um, Loyola Chicago has put together a pretty good team. Uh, they've just been completely overshadowed by – how good you and I has been. I'm going with you and I as well, but I just didn't want to be repetitive. Cameron Crutwig, who was the freshman big fella, has kind of grown up a little bit. He's like, he's like a 15 and eight guy for them. But um, in general, I think this is the most lopsided Arch Madness NBC tournament I've seen yet. Typically, it's like five teams. Anybody can win. But yeah, I'm going with you and I. And uh, they got a guy, Austin Fife, that's their third quarter. Reminiscent of Sydney Fife, Fife Investments from I Love You Man. So you add that into the mix, and, and I'm you and I all day. This might have been our best theater segment, as a matter of fact, fellas. We snuck in Modern Family, Hangover, and I love you, man. That's impressive. Uh, I would also like to say I love Crutwig. I think he's the only player remaining from that Final Four team, right? Or anyone of that? He's the only one that whose name I remember. Like notable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and while we're here, what a season for the Evansville Aces. <laughs> <laughs> beat Kentucky but they didn't get a single win in this in this conference well it turned out Walter McCarty was just a kind of a scumbag yeah huh? a lot of a lot of issues went Allegedly. into that a lot of yeah a lot of issues went into that 
Yeah. Uh, it, but I, I do love Crut, Crutwig as well. I'm doing a little bit of the order envy thing that I had referenced because there's nothing better come postseason time than a beefy white guy down low who's criminally undersized. That's Cam Crutwig. And if you guys remember a few years ago, it was North Dakota State versus Gonzaga in the first round. I think it was 15 versus two. You remember the name Dexter Werner by chance? I mean, this is a very deep cut. He he had some, uh, I mean, some of the luckiest shots you'll ever see. Had no business going in against guys like Sabonis, and I forget who else was on that team. But uh, he was short, undersized, and kind of thick. So that's Crutwig. In an, Crutwig's actually pretty good, though, too. Um, all right. So we've settled Missouri Valley. Let's go ahead to the Mountain West. I think we're all going to be on the same page here, but I'm going SDSU. They're an absolute buzzsaw, San Diego State. I love Brian Dutcher, but more importantly, I love the dudes on their team and the two that stick out. They, they have a very complete team, but the two that really stick out, this won't be a surprise in Malachi Flynn, serious candidate for National Player of the Year. But watch out for Yanni Wetzel. Yanni Wetzel is uh, an incredibly athletic three or four guy for the Aztecs who is going to have to be – point production is going to be huge from Wetzel uh, because, you know, teams are going to be focusing in on Flynn. If Wetzel can play consistently, would not be surprised to see the Aztecs in the elite eight, but for now, SDSU is going to win the mountain West. Well, we're not all on the same page here. Supermanian. Let's talk about a team high up above everybody else in Colorado Springs, the Rams real quick, Colorado state. And this is more of a function of how the bracket sets up than anything else. San Diego State has to play Fresno State in the second round if Fresno State wins. Fresno State is one of the tallest teams in college basketball. Not predicting a loss for San Diego State there. But they're going to get beat up. Then they're going to have to play UNLV potentially in the second round. A team that just beat San Diego State the other day. So if you look at the bottom side of the bracket, Colorado State would get to play Nevada and then potentially either a North New Mexico or Utah State, which isn't harder or easier than, say, San Diego State's path to the bracket. But just because San Diego State lost UNLV the other day, I've been high on Colorado State all year, and they're one of only three teams in that conference to have 20 wins along with Utah State and San Diego State. So I'm going with a big upset pick in the Colorado Rams. That's a hell of an adventure you just took us on. Good journey, like Bilbo Baggins right there. And I, I, I will say we are not on the same page, of course, but you know those R.L. Stein books where you get to choose your own adventure? I think you're going down a bad path and you're on the wrong page, Taylor. Hey, I'm. they spread the ball around 16 assists a game. They're going to have that high-altitude training to last through four or five games in this in this tournament. That's I'm going to roll with them. There's, it's no surprise that the uh, Olympic teams train right next door to them. Pull up a chair, Father. I want to tell you a story here. 2009, an 11 seed goes in to play six seed that featured Jimmy Butler, Lazar Hayward, Terrell McNeil. Got wiped out. 2010, a 12 seed played AM. Similar story. Wiped out. 2011, that same 12 seed went back and played Kansas State. Jacob Pullen, they lost again. Last year, a nine seed played an eight seed played Washington in the first round. Wiped out again. Every single one of those games, I've been back in Utah State. 
And after last year, when they lost in the first round of Washington, I said, I'm never going to do it again. But I'm back. I'm back. Sammy Merrill, Brock Miller, who's my boy. This is the team this year. They've gone up and they've taken every good punch from San Diego State. The last time they played in San Diego State, they were up in the first half. They were beating them pretty good. Utah State is tough. They're playing very well right now. They're preseason ranked. They have they can go toe-to-toe with any athletic team. See LSU in the Bahamas from earlier this year. This is the year for Craig Smith, former Boston College player, but also the head coach of Utah State, to finally get over the edge. They're going to make the tournament and win one game just because I swore them out, and that, that that's that's how this works. All right, so this is the second time on, in 30 minutes or so that we've had someone just sit, basically saying, I can't quit you. Bohr, you did that earlier with Albany, and now, Shark, you're doing that with Utah yeah. State. Motion to officially call that broke backing. Yeah? I'll, <laughs> I'll well, might be a few Might be a few other connotations with that. Maybe we can workshop that one a little longer. But You broke back. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm going chalk here. San Diego State, they're 28-1. and one. I mean, sometimes the best move is to not move at all, you know. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned that it's in Vegas and that maybe those UNLV crazies will be coming back asking for a, re- a repeat. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't sleep. I watch this team just dominate teams at, you know, 1230 Eastern every night. Uh, and and they haven't given me much of a reason to, to deviate away from that. I'm I'm really shocked that not all of us went SDSU here. So Mountain West will be will be a lot of fun to watch. Let's go to your neck of the woods there, O'Rourke, the Northeast Northeast Conference. I'm going to go St. Francis. I don't have a ton to say here. Don't know much about the Northeast, but I do know that St. Francis has the best overall record in the conference. Uh, and so I, I think they'd be the two seed. Don't have it up in front of me, but I'm go. They'd be the one seed. I think so. I this gets a little wonky with Merrimack being out, but I think so. I'll pull it. Give me St. Frank's. So I was really hoping that we didn't lead the program with the fact that Merrimack couldn't make the tournament because they were ineligible, just because I wanted to see how many people in the bracket actually took Merrimack. So Hopefully the listeners of this program don't listen to this when they're making their picks and they just hit mute or something during that. Cause I was really hoping, cause you know, out of like 40 people, someone would have picked Merrimack. Right. So I was Absolutely. hoping for that. Yeah. 100%. Right. right. That same person, by the way, is going to win the actual tournament. Oh bracket. yeah. No, no, a hundred percent. Right. No, a hundred percent. So, but I'm going to go with St. Francis as well. Um, simply because they're 11 and two at home. And they'll likely play their uh, the championship game on their home court. And they have the best home uh, home record in the conference. There I sat, so broken hearted, tried to poop, but sacred hearted. Let's go, Sacred Heart. This is my team. They are tough. They've won six of seven. They're playing their bad boys in their neighborhood. They're playing on the road at Providence. They're playing at UConn. Why not? This little guy's going in there. He's he's throwing haymakers. He's got no he's got no beef on him. He can't. He's got no business in this fight. But he's there, there no matter what. Sacred Heart's my pick. So I, I'm not going to Preston Blake, which is another thing that we do on this program, blaking when you just stand on a mountain. I thought I had actually from the same movie. I thought I had the best rhyme thus far. I stand corrected. Uh, if you really break that down, I rhymed heart with heart, so it's not that good of a rhyme. But I thought it was fart with heart. Oh, yeah, it was fart with heart. Oh, yeah. Nice round. Nice round. 
rounding it off. I'm go. I'm I'm rolling with San Francis, Pennsylvania. That's another one. Taylor mentioned that's uh, how many people are going to pick Merrimack. How many people? I think this has happened at least twice. Uh, everyone's all hot on the red flash case. There's another St. Francis in this conference. They happen to be an eight seed and stink. So I've gotten a few of those brackets only to get a text message saying, Hey, should that count or not? I don't, I, I, my hands are kind of tied there. Uh, I think it should. I, I think in the same way that horse races where you get the one and the one, a, if you pick the one horse, you should get both St. Francis's. If you pick St. Francis, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be the rule. I, well, I'll have to bring it up in the email chain, but uh, yeah, St. Francis, PA, two seniors um, that are combining for like 40 points together every single game. Um, those are my guys. Pour one out for Merrimack, like I said. I think that's the most ridiculous rule in college hoops. It makes no sense. Um, and, and those are my guys. Uh, oh, and, and one other thing. Because <laughs> these guys just sort of snuck this by us last year. But LIU, where do you get off just changing your name to the Sharks and, and having this teal color scheme so I can't use Blackbird singing in the dead of night every time I pick your team. It, they just immediately passed off their mascot. That can't be anything like. I completely agree. More offensive in Blackbirds, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think, and it happened so swiftly. It's not like we all have our, our finger on the pulse of LIU and Derek Kellogg or anything like that. No, but. no. I scrolled over to the to the, to the NEC standings one day, and it was all of a sudden this teal disaster for this team that had one of the one of the best mascots in, in game liu brooklyn i guess they completely changed their university but uh i'm not picking them regardless <laughs> <laughs> you know same thing that happened with merrimack happened with grand canyon out here in phoenix for the th- they were like good for four years in a row yeah. and then finally when they became eligible they now suck so i feel bad for them <laughs> Also, Bor, thank you so much about the St. Francis little nugget. While while you were talking about that, I just doubled up on the email, St. Francis, Pennsylvania. So, track's recovered. Uh, All right, let's go ahead to the Ohio Valley. I'm going to go with the racers here, Murray State. What a calendar year for racers fans. They got the NBA Rookie of the Year, most likely. Uh, They split against Belmont this year, and I actually feel like these two teams have been the class of the OVC for the past few years, Belmont and Murray State, and I, I think that's going to continue. We'll most likely see them in the title game against each other. Give me the racers here, though. Uh, I think they're going to be they, – they have the postseason success and also the experience after beating uh, Marcus Howard last year, which is not easy for me to say, but I'm going to go with Murray State, the racers. It's been too damn good of a calendar year, both collegiately and also professionally, and – despite the fact that literally one man is responsible for all that success. Well, Sub, as we know, all good things must come to an end, which is why the Belmont Bruins are going to win this conference for the first time in three years. Uh, almost for, I don't know, the exact reasons that you picked Murray State. They, they're they both 15-3. and three. Um, Belmont is the hottest team in the conference and one of the hottest teams in the country. They've won like 10 games in a row. Uh, like you said, they split with Murray State. I feel like... You know, Austin P is going to be the other team in this conference that's right there. They're 14 and four. Um, but I just feel a little more confident in Belmont. And I, just to be quite honest with you, I've watched them more than Austin P this year. So I'm going with Belmont. Belmont's the kind of team that the, 
they'll make you get therapy if you have to play against them. They light up the scoreboard. They average 80 points a game. Adam Kunkel, uh, I was a victim of Belmont this year. They went into Chestnut Hill and dropped 100 points on the Eagles. So anytime you can do that, that that's impressive. As Taylor mentioned, they're, they're hotter uh, than Murray State at this point. I'm rolling with Belmont in a, in a, in a uh, homage to Rick Bird, who retired last year and got his court named after him. I was going to say, no Rick Bird, no problem. 86 to 2019, that guy was coaching Belmont Bruins basketball. So uh, they're my pick again. Uh, not too much to add. I think they're the best team. Adam, don't call me Kankle Kunkel. Looks like a good player. 24 and 17, and uh, that's, that's my pick. Rick Bird. If it wasn't for Jim Trestle, Rick Bird might be in the running for uh, best coach that always wore a sweater vest. You know, I, wow. more consistent than than Jim Tressel on that sideline with a sweater vest, Rick Bird. So, yeah, to that could add, be a good homage. To add one more, they are third in the country in assists per game, and, and amongst 360 teams, they move the ball, yeah. they score the they score the rock, just like Shark was saying. Did All you right. guys ever watch the show before we? It's on my mind. Ever watch the show, um, uh, Californication? Yes, and I yeah. hated the little girl. No, I'm not talking about the little girl. I'm talking about the bald white guy, Runkle. And they always go, oh, Runkle. You could say the same for Kunkle on this team. Oh, Kunkle. Continue. No, I think we're going to need that, actually. I'm, I'm glad you stopped there. Oh, Kunkle. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a really unfortunate name. You got to feel for the, the, the woman that gets married to him. I mean, Kunkle is just an <laughs> ugly name. Thank God he's good at hoops. If the buckets. choice... If the choice is only between accepting Kunkel whole, like as your only last name or hyphenating, which one do you go? You can't put Kunkel in a hyphen. <laughs> that would almost be worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe a little bit too much sauce on, on the food. I don't know. I think you just, you just, you might have to just go with your, your, your maiden name. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Patriot League. I actually don't have anything for this one. Uh, I'm just going to say I'm taking Colgate. That's it, Taylor. Well, it is the Patriot League, and we're in an election year, so I feel like the American Eagles would probably be the best fitting Ooh. team to win to win this conference behind uh, Saeed Nelson, and just more so than anything else because I love a good uh, scoring guard that has an apostrophe in the middle of his name. Uh, so Patriots, Americans, election year. Yeah, Saeed Nelson is nasty. I live close to American. American is the pick. Yeah, I was. Re- he, so he's the all-time leading scorer. Oh yeah, he's I saw that. Fifth, he's the top five in every single stat category for American, and he's had eight steals twice in in this one season. I don't think my Friars have had eight steals in one game as a team. Uh Having said that, I'm taking BU. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think there's, let's see, yeah, three or four teams that can play. I did, I was tempted to take this Army team led by, did any, anyone see who their score was? Tommy Funk for Army. Um, but I like BU. They're red hot. They won eight of the last 11. Max Mahoney is just this big man that just doesn't leave the paint. I don't think he's taken a three in his career. Uh, and their guard is I am the one who knocks Walter White. Love that as well. Uh, just a lot of good things. And, and, they're, and they're my hometown team. See you. 
So Saeed Nelson is, I think, the first player in conference history to have 2,000 points, 500 boards, 500 assists, and 250 steals. He is a stat oh stuffer. He's like the the uh, Onyes, the Garon yeah, Org. Yeah, he's the Sabrina Ionescu yeah. of yeah. Of, yeah. of the Patriot League. Yes. All right, so I'm perfectly okay with admitting I'm most likely going to get this pick wrong. I I don't know. I mean, that Saeed guy and then Bohr giving giving me all those little nuggets. Uh, I'll take the L oh, on Colgate. Colgate's the best team. Don't, don't I mean that's 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 the odds favorite. Uh, I think they dropped a couple games late, but they're still actually. You know what? I'm I'm sta- I'm sticking with Colgate because of a Donald Foyle. Fuck you guys. Colgate okay. was in Tennessee. Tennessee played Wright State two years ago. Colgate last year. Right state stunk, so you might want to change that pick, Taylor. Colgate was asked, they were paying <laughs> green on me. I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. All right, I've never done breathe. a quicker 180. All right, I'm back. Let's go. Gate. Uh, SoCon, Southern Conference. I'm going with the Paladins. Furman, balanced team with four other five stat leaders being different individuals. That is balance. All right. Uh, and I'm also going to stick with, with my boys in South Carolina. I went with COFC. I'm going to stick with with Furman. So uh, I'm going the Paladins here. I am rolling with you on that as well. Um, I like Jordan Lyons, who's their best guard there. But I really don't have much more to add about uh, Furman other than I bet on them about a half dozen times this year, and I think they cover it every time. No real reason other than that. Yeah, you guys are idiots. It, it's Etsu. It's Etsu's year. Steve Forbes needs the big tournament uh, breakthrough. He's uh, he's going to be the next hot mid-major coach that gets selected for someone at the uh, more prevalent level. The team has won some, you know, like 17 straight games. They're nasty. Uh, that That's the team to back. I'm the same. ETSU, I'm rolling with them. Uh, that's just one of the best, yeah, one of the best mid-majors I think we're seeing here. Um, but I do, I mean, I think this is probably one of the best conferences for guys like us watching you know these these small conferences there, there's a lot of good teams but i was just about to say that because this is one of those deals where he i mean it's obviously enjoyable to watch all these other conferences but you might be able to pick out a team that could upset a 14 over a three or a 15 over a two uh in any of these matchups here so I, i'm with you on that yeah i mean etsu they beat lsu they they played kansas tough like they they Going back oh, to points earlier, like they played tough teams and handled themselves. I'm just too, I'm a sucker for balance, baby. Four guys leading different categories. I mean, Fer- Furman took Auburn to, I think it was overtime this year as well. So, or at least right down to the last second. So it's not like Furman didn't play anybody of, of close, at least of, of note. That's yeah, but Austin uh, Wiley's vascularity. There's that word again for you. That's true. Yes. Get some help. Summit League. I'm going to go. This is the second North Dakota State reference I'll be making, but it is North Dakota State. It was between them and South Dakota State. I actually love uh, when I when I look at the scoreboard for the games that are playing at night. I love when the Summit League uh, plays their games because it's just b- different combinations of North Dakota State versus South Dakota, and then South Dakota State versus North Dakota, and then the states play each other, and then just the North Dakota and South Dakota plays each other. It's a wild, wild uh, ride right there. But I'm going to go with North Dakota State. Uh, But it was between them and SDSU, and the reason I'm not taking South Dakota State is because they got absolutely buried 
by Frank Hoiberg's Nebraska team. And I simply cannot take a team that does that seriously. So give me North Dakota State. Also going to go with North Dakota State. Might be a little personal connection to several family members who have graduated with degrees from North Dakota State in the great city of Fargo. Super party town. Fargo is underrated party town. Um, This is being played in uh, University of South Dakota's hometown of Sioux Falls. So that might be a sneaky pick. Um, But uh, North Dakota State played uh, Marquette this year. And then they also played K-State this year. Um, They beat Eastern Tennessee, uh, which we just talked about. Only one of their like three or four losses on the year. So I'm rolling with the Bison with a Z at North Dakota State. How can you not back the Jackrabbits, boys? Come on. First of all, of all the Dakotas you can pick from in this conference, there's four of them. You don't pick the best team in terms of offensive efficiency. You got a top 50 Ken Palm offense. Nobody, people think I don't like Ken Palm. I got my eye on Ken Palm. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, great offensive team. Um, they've played a tough schedule. They went, Sub, you're referencing the game against Fred Hoiberg's Nebraska. They went and played Arizona like shortly thereafter and played them pretty tight. Yeah, we stink. What's the point? So what? Next. Didn't expect that response, so I'm going to pass the ball to Boar. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. You know, University of South Dakota. I feel like every year we watch this, it's South Dakota State, North Dakota State. They're right there just looking at all the, the, the three teams' resumes as far as being almost as competitive as them. Uh, like Taylor said, I think they're going to – I mean, I don't even know if they have fans, the Coyotes, but – they are going to be close to where this tournament's played, and it's as good a time as ever to just take that three seed, take my extra two points to the door, uh, and maybe buy myself uh, you know, box of candy with the winnings. So apparently this tournament is like turnt for the last couple of games because of the usual, like what Subi was referencing, the North Dakota State, South Dakota State, South Dakota like rivalry. University of North Dakota, not quite as good of a basketball team, but... They have actually a decent athletic program. They have a really good hockey program as well. So that kind of feeds into the rivalries between those four schools, all mm-hmm. four Dakota schools as Shark reference. So I guess this tournament is like low-key, extremely exciting and uh, turned up to be at. I think at, I remember that. that. And, and I mean, obviously, I mean, they should be naming the trophy after Mike Dom. But uh, I do remember those games just being nuts atmospheres. Uh, from when we started tr- tracking that, so. well, it's like South. It's like the same two teams playing each other for the title every year. You yeah, know? I mean, and which creates some kind of you know, and and they're like both equally as good. So yeah, not just Mike Dom either. You got Nate Walters. Remember him? Oh yeah, of course I remember Nate Walters. I was about James to say a little bit. Yeah, he, he actually might have been a Jack Rabbit personified. It was. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, round it out here with the last two conferences in Batch One, the Sun Belt. I'm going to go Texas State. Don't have a ton here either, but uh, they haven't made the tournament since 1997. So I'm going to just go with a little bit of an emotional pick. They're probably in their best uh, best state to reach the tournament, in, like I said, since 97. So I'm going to go Texas State. I'm also going Texas State. Uh, they beat UNLV at UNLV earlier this year, and they played Houston within eight points at Houston earlier this year. Uh, they have a guy, Nigel Pearson, who scores 20 points a game. So I'm going to go with Texas State as well. South Alabama for me, seven straight wins, leading scorer Josh Ajaye, 
menacing photo. Do not fuck with that guy. He's going to get a title for him. Yeah, good pick. Good pick. I'm, I'm on South Alabama as well. I don't think they lost in the entire month of February. Uh, if a team's hot and I know nothing about the Sun Belt, I'm just rolling with the hot hand. Uh, and as Nat mentioned, a couple of scary dudes on the Jaguars this year. All right, let's finish it off here with the West Coast Conference. To me, again, I, I, I was wrong about the Mountain West. I thought we were all going to be aligned, so I'm not going to say the same now about the West Coast Conference. But for me, this is the epitome of uh, John Beckwith and Wedding Crashers when he's when his life's spiraling, spiraling and he's got the apartment disheveled, robe on, and he just says, whatever. This is what it is. It's whatever. Gonzaga, whatever. Yeah, I really wanted to pick the Mormons. Uh, St. Mary's and the Catholics let us down already this year because they kind of suck. So didn't want to hang my hat on the Mormons. So I'm going to go with a different, a, a, another Catholic school in Gonzaga. I'd want to go BYU. The only reason I'm not doing it is because they're going to have to play St. Mary's before Gonzaga. And I'm just give me the points. I'll see you later. It's it's Gonzaga. That's That's the pick. I got nothing to add. Every fucking year when we roll down the list of uh, conference tournaments, we're just we're at least excited about two teams in like a, a lot of these West Coast Conference. Just come on, man! And BYU's good. Like they're oh, yeah, they're, they're they're good. They're just not going to beat Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean they're fifteenth in the country. They just beat Gonzaga, but Gonzaga always has one of those games at the end of the year where. They lose. You know, the sleeper team in this conference, though, is Damon Stoudemire's Pacific Tigers. They've won nine of their last 10 games in conference, with their only loss being at St. Mary's. It's not bad. Obviously, they got smoked by Gonzaga in their only game they played against Gonzaga at Gonzaga. But that was my only kind of upset pick. But there is no upset pick, really, to make in this conference. Yeah, and I'm glad you you did specify BYU beating Gonzaga like five seconds after I said, they're just not going to beat Gonzaga. And I was obviously in reference to the conference tournament. Can't have my credibility taking a hit there, but yeah, uh, we're, we're all on Gonzaga here for this one. Uh, that is it for batch one of the Jerome fired up O'Rourke. Any parting advice that you want to give the theater goers or even us any last words before we say salutations salutations and farewell. No, I mean, I, I, I just would, uh, yeah, if anyone was interested, absolutely reach out to these guys, reach out to me. Uh, the more the merrier. I think the success, the, the feedback is close, is close to 100% positive. Uh, if I can just get someone to just, to just get in the door. Um, I, I suddenly get texts on Tuesday nights, you know, saying this is awesome. So, uh, yeah, the more the merrier. Well, O'Rourke, we really appreciate the time. Keeper of the Jerome, we will see you next year, of course. Uh, maybe even get you back here for, for batch two if you're if you're open to it. But these mid-major guys are always the, the the exciting part. That's that's what we're here for. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Let's get a quick message uh, from our guy Zach at the Barnburner Podcast Network. All right, let's finish it up with segments here. Hugs. Taylor, I'll start with you. So I'm going to give my hug to Jay Huff from Virginia. He was the first player in the last 20 years to record 10 blocks in a game against an AP top 10 team when they beat Duke this last week. Uh, he's also the only player, uh, along with Ralph Sampson, uh, in Virginia basketball history to record 10 blocks in a game. So pretty notable uh, deals there. So uh, Jay Huff is my hug this week. <laughs> 
Fuck, I thought Diakite was their best defensive big. You think he probably had like Diakite's probably had like eight blocks ten times. But yeah. but yeah, Jay Huff, ten blocks and a win over top ten Duke. Jay Huff better than Diakite and Jack Salt, who knew? <laughs> yeah, right. Just he just needs to hit one like game tying or game winning jumper from like the elbow and he'll be the same level as Diakite. Yeah. Shark, any hugs? My hug goes to Georgia Tech. They just announced today that they're voluntarily withdrawing their appeal uh, that where they were suspended for one year in the postseason. Love that move. Right before the tournament happens, right when they realize what they have, they they you know unplug the video game and go home. Love that move. Hug for Georgia Tech. That's a quit before you get fired move right there. They're pretty tough, dude. I think they're going to be good next year. But uh, nevertheless, I think... I mean, they're right around 500 just with everyone else in the ACC. But, you know, they, they realize that they're probably not going to win the ACC tournament and might as well do, go do your time right now. Too many strip club visits for them to go to the tournament this year. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that was something that we discussed in uh, the summertime. Yes. Right. That was something that we discussed in the summer when we were just stringing together episodes what? trying to put any sort of fucking content together what was it jared jack who just gave him like a hundred dollars or something like that it yeah, wasn't it, was it wasn't Carter. like it wasn't like racks or something like that it was like here's a hundred dollars yeah he just didn't try hard enough <laughs> like they didn't even gonna... they they didn't even go to like magic city or, or anything like that i think they just went to like whatever bunnies whatever down the street and said hey guys here's a hundred dollars yeah just i mean if you're gonna cheat just fucking cheat. But the point that I'm making that I'm tying this all the way back to our summertime episodes is because uh, we're here, fellas. It's March now. All right. So hug, obviously, for all of us. As the calendar turns, so do we. And where do we turn? Up. Upwards. All right. That's why we log all those minutes in the summertime while we just try to put together any sort of con- why we had a bullshit Mount Rushmore ripoff of saying like, Oh, here are our favorite five players from this conference. That's what we do in the summertime. And we got to have it be- because we need to enjoy uh, that hard work in the off season because right now it's crunch time. It's March baby. Uh, but I will give one sincere hug as well. And in the spirit of the Jerome, this, this player's name is Jerome. Jerome Randall. I don't know if anyone saw that, but former Cal point guard suffered a gruesome leg injury overseas. So sincere hug for Jerome Randall. Uh, very speedy recovery, of course. Uh, but that's all I got. That's all we got, fellas. It's March. How are we feeling? Beautiful. Better than Jerome Randall, I guess. God damn, dude. Jesus. What's your man? That was a what? sincere hug for Jerome Randall. Give me your one memory of college basketball, Jerome Randall. I mean, I don't have an actual play. I just know he had, he had, I mean, he tortured us. Tortured he, us. Hit, he had a game winner in the same game that uh, Brandon Ashley broke his foot in at Cal to break our 22 game winning streak. We were not abiding by the feedback that we got, by the way, too much Arizona. So I'm cutting it right there. No I'm more kidding. Arizona. In the words of Shaquille O'Neal, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Shark, how are you feeling about March, baby? Are we still recording the show right now? Is like this is part of the show. This part, I mean that. Yes, that too. <laughs> Never had more and wanted less, pal.
He was a friend of mine He was a friend of mine Every time I think of him I just can't keep from crying Cause he was a friend of mine He died on the road He died on the road He just kept on moving Never reaped what he could sow And he was a friend of mine Just can't keep from crying Cause he Was a friend of mine
Oh, 